1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly,
3: everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said,
3: done. So I don't know how you spent your whole day. I spent my whole day talking to fans, telling me why tanking is so good, why this is inevitably what the team should be doing. And, And I'm not here to dissuade you of that. I'm just here to say I, I don't like it. I, I really don't. So, yes, we'll talk about it more why it's clearly the right path and clearly the thing they should do, but also clearly the wrong thing to do. Welcome to uh, Rock in a Hard Place. It's Locked On Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast,
3: part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is March thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Lock the Magic, we're going to rehash some of the things that I spoke about on yesterday's episode about tinking. Um, why you go over the pros and cons again. It, it's, it's happening. It, it, I hate it. I find it extremely distasteful. I find it extremely bad. I don't trust the lottery to deliver. Um, but we'll go over all the ins and outs of what the Magic are doing on the floor as they get set to play the Washington Wizards. We'll also talk a little bit about where the Magic's rebuild is at. One of the reasons why I am not in favor of the way the Magic are going about their business right now. Um, we'll talk about the positive signs we've seen and why it's important to foster and grow them coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning whether it's right when we upload. No matter when you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every team in the NBA. So if you're tired of listening about the Magic, which why would you be, Um, you can go find another great team to listen to, too. Whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, there's a great Locked On podcast. Or you just watch on the Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Okay. Um. The Magic have kind of made it obvious at this point, um, although maybe they'll not make it as obvious to, to throw us off the scent. But, um, look, we, we, we've known from the beginning of the season how this year was going to play out. That the Magic would have one of the worst records in the league. That the Magic would be in line for another uh, high draft pick. And, and and that's, frankly, what the Magic want. That's That's, frankly, good strategy. That's good rebuilding strategy they said from the very beginning, we're not going to judge our season based on wins and losses. We're going to focus on growth and development. We're going to focus on getting our players better and getting better each day. And those are all really nice and good things to say, but they're also an admission that yes, we are going to lose a lot. And inevitably, when you lose a lot, you get put in this position where it's no longer beneficial to win. Um, You know, the, there's a lot to say about the draft process um, and whether it is the right way to distribute talent. Um, it is the way that the league has distributed talent since its beginning. It's the way that leagues around the United States, or in America at least, that is how we distribute talent. We believe in an ecumenical system or an egalitarian system where the worst teams have the, have the chance to draft the best young players, to, to be the teams where these young players get their starts. And the, the hope and the belief is that you get these players young, you develop them, you get a decade pretty much to build your team around them, and, and eventually you will uh, jump up into contention because you are able to get these high draft picks. Um, the NBA has obviously gone the extra step that the NFL has not gone yet um, of saying, well, we don't want teams racing to the bottom because it used to be really bad um, when, when you had the worst record. Um, they started with the coin flip between the worst team in the East and the worst team in the West that evolved into the lottery and that involved into the current lottery system that we have today with the flattened odds and, and all that stuff. Um, it is, look, it, it is what it is. Um, and, and now that we're toward the end of the season, now that we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season, we have a three-way tie for the worst record in the league. The Detroit Pistons, Orlando Magic, and Houston Rockets all have a 20-56 and 56 record. The Oklahoma City Thunder at 22-53 have given those three teams a little bit of a cushion. And as things stand right now, um, obviously the bottom three teams all get the same odds, a 52.1% shot at the top four pick, a 14% chance at the number one overall pick. The fourth uh, the fourth place team has a 48.1% chance at a top four pick and a 12.5% chance at a number one overall pick. The lottery obviously determines the first four, first four uh, picks in the draft. And on top of all that, um, because there's a three-way tie between Detroit, Orlando, and Houston— there would then be another random draw tiebreaker um, to figure out which order everyone will draft in if they don't end up in the top four. Um, it's convoluted. We'll get into the tiebreaker procedure at the end of the season. We'll get into. I'll, I'll do another uh, uh, post or another um, uh, another episode of Locked On Magic explaining exactly how the lottery process works. But the incentive is obviously there. One win isn't going to kill the Magic, obviously. Oklahoma City's got two more wins than them. So the Magic can go win another game and and still have the top odds to win the lottery. Um, It's not going to kill them. But yes, um, as many fans would point out to me, you want to be the worst team in the league because that guarantees you a top five pick in this draft. Um, You don't want what happened to Oklahoma City where they fell to six last year. and, And that, to them, felt like a disaster the magic were the third worst team in the league last year. They had the top odds to win the lottery. They were the only team among that group of three, those bottom three teams that fell out of the lottery, uh, did not win the lottery and ended up with the fifth pick and of course drafted Jalen Suggs with that pick. Um, yeah, you know, to me, this is really just a question of, you know, as Anton sugar said, what do you, what's the most you've ever lost on a coin flip? Um, to get a top four pick, whether you're one of the worst three teams in the league or the fourth worst team in the league, is essentially a coin flip. And to me, you know, it's all just distasteful to me. I mean, let me just be real. Um, I, you know, I I'm not the most competitive person in the world, but I do have believe there should be some integrity, and I do believe you should be trying to win games. Um, like I said yesterday. I have no problems with holding Jalen Suggs out. I don't think Jalen Suggs should play the rest of the year. I have no problem holding Wendell Carter out. Um, Wendell Carter is listed as out for Wednesday's game against the Washington Wizards with a sprained wrist. He played fantastic against Cleveland on Monday. Missed a few free throws. But um, honestly, I don't need to see anything more from Wendell Carter. If he's done for the year, he's done for the year. I'm fine with that. I'm honestly fine with the Magic going out and saying, or Magic internally saying, We will not play players more than 30 minutes. I am fine with them leaving the second unit in a little bit longer. That stuff doesn't bother me Um, because that is looking ahead to the future. That is thinking about um, this team's long-term future, getting through these games uh, and all that. To me, what's really important here as we close the season out is to make these games productive, to learn something, to, to, to do that growth and development that the Magic... Um, have talked about all year. Again, wins and losses don't matter. They've never mattered this season. Um, Certainly, I think wins are an important measure. I think this team is good enough that we should no longer be counting on moral victories. I think this team is good enough and has shown themselves to be good enough that wins should be a measure of success, that wins are important. Um, But, and I've always believed this, that you know regardless of who's playing regardless of who's out regardless of what the lottery situation is um regardless of what the team situation is if the team has an opportunity to win i expect them to go win i expect them to go out and get the win and, and to me that's what was most disappointing about monday's loss is you know against new orleans in early march uh, a game where a lot of people suspected the magic were trying to tank and and they they were unsuc- unsuccessful at it um the Magic were up 14. That group was playing well. I I did not think it was the wrong decision at that time to keep that group in. And obviously they had to hold on at the very end. They, they struggled and it was just a little too late to bring the starters back in. Uh in in Monday's game against Cleveland, the Magic were up too at the point where you would normally bring your starters back in. Um to me that and it was clear that that group wasn't going to hang on. Um, I give that group credit, Ignaz Prasdakis, Admiral Schofield, Chumo, Kiki, Jeff Doughton, and Mo Wagner. They fought, they gave up that 10-0 run, they were our 12-0 run, they were down 10. They fought, they stayed in the game, they got it back down to four at one point um before losing 107-101. It, it's not about fight, it's not about effort. That 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 cultural stuff is all there. That, that that's really embedded in the scene. That's encouraging. But um, the magic didn't play that game to win. And and, and that frustrates me um because there's an opportunity to win there. And on top of that, you know, there was something to gain. There was something productive to learn in that game. Uh, Franz Wagner could have gotten on-ball reps, potential a chance to hit a game-winning shot like he did Saturday night in, against Sacramento. It was a chance to learn from the mistakes they made against the Kings that cost them that game, to hold on to a lead. That's stuff that you can't simulate during the summer. You know, this this was an opportunity for growth that was given up. And to me, that is that is just not something this team can afford, this franchise can afford to do. I don't care if they would have won or lost that game. They could have very easily lost that game. That stuff doesn't matter to me. It's the opportunity to grow and learn that matters. Um, and, and so, you know, how are the Magic going to approach the rest of the season? I, I, have, I have no earthly clue. Um, I really don't know. Um, it, it's 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 gonna be, you know it, it's it's gonna be weird. Um, you know but like I said, I, I think the most important thing and the most important way for the magic to approach the rest of the season um, is to make sure they get something productive out of this out of the rest of the year. You know, yes, protect your players, limit their minutes. Don't go back to the starters so quickly. Uh, especially in the second quarter, I'm fine with all that. Um, but make this make this last week and a half, these last two weeks, these last six games, make them productive. Give them purpose. You know, honestly, to me, that's what matters. Um, there is still growth and development to have. There is still something to learn. There's still something to gain. And I think it's irresponsible for the Magic not to take advantage of that when that comes. And yes, that that, that may mean they win a game here or there. To me, the lottery odds aren't that different. And to me, frankly, you know, I know how this Magic base is thinking. The only time that the Magic have had any type of, like, sustained or real success in this league, they won the top pick during a transcendental draft, during a draft where there was a, a, a Hall of Fame player. Um. A, I don't think that's this draft. And B, the Magic haven't built any other way. Um, and, and, and you know, I would say all these Magic fans who are just so dead set on the Magic getting the first overall pick or so dead set on winning the lottery, um, that's fine. Like, again, yes, good players ultimately win championships. They help rebuilds, proceed, all that stuff. I'm not here to say that getting number one pick is a bad thing. It's just not something I'm counting on. Um, counting on winning the lottery is not a strategy. And, and, and to to believe that to me is really not a statement of, oh, the Magic need this because it'll make them better. It's a statement of you don't trust this Magic for an office, whether it's Jeff Fultman, whether it's Rob Hennigan, whether it's John Gabriel, whether it's you know John Wisebrod, Otis Smith, you know, Pat Williams, I think I've named all the GMs. Um, It's a statement that you don't believe in this organization's ability to draft and develop players, which is fair. The Magic have not earned that currency. They really have not earned that currency to have that belief. Um, And so, yeah, winning the lottery would be a boon, would be a huge boost to this team. Um, But at the end of the day, you can't count on the lottery at the end of the day it's still a coin flip at the end of the day it's still 14% even if the magic get the worst record in the league they're most likely to pick 5th that's the truth of the matter and that's not transformational enough for me in fact i would say that i would say that it's better and more productive to i mean this is just how i feel it's better and more productive to develop the players you have then count on the players you don't have yet. The Magic are going to get a good draft pick. Um, you know, just looking at the draft on my end, there's no clear cut super duper star. There's a clear cut four, maybe five. And then there's like six, seven, eight guys that that I like at that I like total in this draft as, as guys that could really help this team. The Magic are going to get one of those guys. Plain and simple. Um counting on the lottery, that's not a strategy. That's not a plan that's not going to make this team better. It's just waiting on luck. And and the, you know, frankly, coaches, players say it all the time, control what you can control. But the Magic are going to tank. They're not going to listen to that. They're going to hold to the logic of, yes, we need to be we need to have the worst record we can possibly have and put ourselves in the best position to get the number 1 pick, which again, we'll see if it pans out this time. I sure hope it does. We'll talk a little bit about where the Magic stand right now um, and, and why, like, honestly, like, I'm optimistic about this rebuild and and, and and why I'm, again, one of the reasons why I'm disappointed to see the Magic play out the string the way that they're playing it out. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But NBA fans, if you're looking for a new daily fantasy option for the NBA, then you need to try the award-winning app Prize Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this game, and we know you will too. It's easy to use, and it's easy to play. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's you versus the projected numbers. You're not playing against other people. You're not playing against professionals. You're not playing against people who flood the contest with multiple entries so they can get all the prizes, and you're just lucky to get your money back. No, this is you versus the house. This is you versus the projected numbers, and if you guess right, you win big. Price picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds and even steals. Price picks even allows mixed sports entries, so if you want to get in on baseball as it, as it picks up, you can mix b- baseball and basketball picks as well. Price picks doesn't just offer NBA, they have options on the college, basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. But you have to use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use promo code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. I want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You know, I I think I might be in the minority here. Um I, I might be jumping the gun a little bit here, but you know, honestly, now that we're starting to kind of take a step back um and assess the, the season as a whole, um I have to say, I have been super impressed with what the Magic have accomplished this year and what the Magic have been able to build this season. Um, The wins obviously aren't there, and that's kind of the next step and and the next thing the Magic have to figure out, and it's a really big offseason. It's not just about getting Markel Fultz 100% healthy, so he's no longer on a minute restriction. It's not just about getting Jonathan Isaac back on the court. It's not just about getting this draft pick right, which, again— regardless of where the magic pick, they have to get this draft pick right. This is a big draft coming up for the Orlando Magic. Um, it's not about all those pieces. Um, it's about the work that they've done this year to improve, to get better, to put themselves uh, in a position to, you know, be a, a sneaky surprise team next year. Um, you know, Jamal Mosley came in, and you know a, a lot of people thought that he was kind of a babysitter um you know again that's 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 that was the experience we had with Jacques Vaughn in the first years of the Rob Hennigan rebuild um, and there's certainly a fear that Mosley was there just to babysit was there just to be kind of the fall guy for the early years of rebuild and wasn't going to actually kind of set a tone and an identity and and if you ask me that was one of the big failures of Jacques Vaughn i've i've called Jacques Vaughn the original sin I, I said, even as he left left the door, um, as he left Orlando, I felt like he was going to be better in his second job than his first job, which kind of proved true when he got coached the Brooklyn Nets in the bubble. Um, but I was really, really, really impressed. Uh, I've been really impressed with the job that Jamal Mosley has done with this team. He said they were going to play with pace, space, and the uh, and the pass. Um, again, very uh, weird term. Very weird, vague terms. Um, but the Magic are top 10 in the league in pace. They do play a distinct offensive style. They do get up and down the floor. They are scoring a lot more uh, in transition. They are using their speed and athleticism a whole lot more. But really, you know, those Jacques Vaughn teams didn't have an identity. We really couldn't figure out how they were trying to play. This Magic team has started to form an identity. It started to form something that it is actually good at. If you remember back in October, I said my my kind of big... Bold prediction for the Orlando Magic was they would finish, they would flirt with being a top-half defensive team. I didn't think they'd be a top-half defensive team, but they would flirt with it. Um, I believe at the moment they're 19th or 18th, which I don't think I would not count that as flirting with a top-half defensive team. But nonetheless, Orlando's been really good defensively. Since January 1st, they are top 10 in the league in defensive rating. Um, since the All-Star break, I believe they're still top five. They've been kind of flipping between first and second with Memphis here for a little while. I don't know where they stand. After uh, I can actually look that up, I have that loaded up here. Um, Since the All-Star break, the Magic have the second-best defense in the league, ahead of the Boston Celtics at 109.8, at 109.1. Memphis starting to pull away a little bit from them. They've spent, and that that includes two of their worst defensive performances of the season. This is not to say the Magic do not have a lot of work ahead of them. This is not to say that the Magic are a set defensive team, but really in the last. 35 36 37 almost 40 games now really almost half a season since January 1st the magic can play like one of the best defensive teams in the league and to me that is a really good sign that a this team is bought into things defensively they that 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 that, that they that the team is bought into what the coaches are preaching what the coaches are trying to teach um and, and executing it at a very high level it's obviously fed the magic's offense a little bit as they've had a little bit of a spike offensively but Um, undoubtedly Orlando is still struggling offensively and that's going to be, that's the huge weakness still. Um, nothing the Orlando magic do, it matters until they get that offense going. Um, and and they're just going to be an interesting, fun team, um, instead of an actual good team uh, until they can start scoring the ball more consistently. Um, but the defense is a really good sign. That's the hardest thing to teach young players. And the fact that they're really getting there is a good sign. The fact that they know that they can still get better, I think is a really good sign too. Um, you know, a lot of uh, – they're, they're starting to foul a little bit too much um, because they're getting aggressive, but that's what we were promised, an aggressive, assertive defense, and the Magic have really started – i have really played that way um, and, and really done a good job there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have access to the numbers, but I imagine for the whole season, the Magic rank pretty well when they don't turn the ball over in their half-court defense, when they're able to get their defense set. I honestly think the whole season they've been pretty good at that. Um, to me, that's a really good sign. They do have something that they can hang their hat on that they can say, hey, this is what we're good at, um, which is a lot more than you can say for a lot of rebuilding teams. Um, again, if they can project that out for the course of an entire season, obviously, they'll get Jonathan Isaac back. We know that Jeff Waltman and John Hammond tend to draft defensive-minded guys. Um, if the Magic can get that extended out through the whole through a whole season, then we're working with something. Then we might have something that we can really build with and really work with. And obviously... That is, you know, that's good. That's what you want to see. On top of all this, the Magic have seen some tremendous growth from some of their players. Um, Wendell Carter has taken a huge step up in his game. He's played fantastic all year long um, and and really picked up his game since the All-Star break. He's averaging 19 points per game since the All-Star break, about 12 rebounds per game, shooting 59% from the floor, and and he takes his fair share of jumpers in that in that group too. Wendell Carter's probably been the best player for the team. He's a real anchor for the team on both defense and offense. He's been fantastic all season long. And to see his growth has been great to see, you know, Chumo Kiki start to be more confident with a shot to see RJ Hampton really embrace his role as a three and D wing. Um, you know, they kind of took the ball out of his hands. You know, they've kind of made it a point not to make him a point guard. And I think RJ still kind of fashions himself as a point guard, but they really kind of showed him, Hey, this is your role. And, and, you know, I honestly feel really comfortable with where RJ Hampton's developed developing. And I think, you know, another off season is going to do wonders for him and make him a whole lot better. Um, obviously there's still, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, you know, no one's going to hide from the work on this team. No one's going to hide from needing to be better. The record, your rec, you are what your record says you are. Magic have the worst record in the league. So it's not like the magic are, um, perfect right now or or a hundred percent where they need to be but their rebuild i think is off to a good start um guys are bought in that, that that's been the most amazing thing to me is players are bought in to what they're being taught to what they're being preached to what to, to what they're doing um it feels like these guys you know they're not just pulling together they're not just cheering for each other they really believe that their work's gonna gonna turn into something um they understood You know, there's a lot of maturity and understanding that this season is not about wins and losses. It's about individual improvement and the day-to-day work and the day-to-day grind, and the results are going to come. To have that kind of buy-in is really, really important. Now, obviously, the proof will be in the pudding. They've got a lot of work to do. Next year is going to be a big year as they start to measure themselves a little bit based on wins, not just on that daily improvement. But this is a team that has taken some major steps forward um, as the season's gone on and, and played their best basketball as the season's gone on. Um, you know, again, it's it, it feels like this team is pretty competent. That, you know, they're seven and nine, I think, since the all-star break. And obviously now they're trying to lose some games. So that's part of the reason why. But you want to see the team playing its best basketball as the season draws to a close. That's really what th- this team has done. And, and I think it's been really impressive to see how the Magic have built themselves up over the course of the season. The Atlanta Magic will take on the Washington Wizards. We'll preview that game and talk a little bit about what to expect uh, from the Magic. Um, Maybe we don't really know. We'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. But first, this is the time of year where we've pretty much given up on our New Year's resolutions. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season. March is almost over. Um, New Year's resolutions are really in our rearview mirror. We're not even thinking about them anymore. But I'm here to tell you not to give up, to not stop trying to make yourself better, to not – give up on the goals that you had for yourself back in January. This is the time to double down on them and to take care of yourself. So grab a healthy snack to get you through your day, recharge you through your workout or any other time. Grab a Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, so you get that savory chocolate fix that we all need. Don't hide from it. Embrace it. Built Bars are low-calorie, high-protein. They're they come in great flavors, and those flavors taste exactly like what they do on the box, which you don't always get from protein bars. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macro chart, you'll be blown away with what these car- what these uh, bars provide. They're high-fiber, low-carb. Most Built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors come out all the time. Um, And there's special flavors too, so keep an eye out on the website for those. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And trust me, they make them taste delicious. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at
1: Built.com.
3: The Atlanta Magic back in action tonight against the Washington Wizards. The penultimate road game of the season. We're almost at the end of the season. Hard to believe the Magic. Their closing schedule Wednesday at Washington, Friday at home versus Toronto. That'll be my last game at the Amway Center this year. Um, Friday at home versus Toronto, Sunday at home versus New York, Tuesday at home against Cleveland. Next Thursday, they are at uh, Charlotte. Uh, and then they close the season out next Sunday, one week from Sunday. Against the Miami Heat, so we are coming up on the end of the season. It's been a great journey. Um, it's been a sometimes frustrating journey. These last six games might be a little bit of a slog, um, but it's been an exciting journey to see this team begin their rebuild and begin to grow and, and develop and learn. And, and and it's been I'm really excited for what this team has in store. But Wednesday's game is not one to be excited about. Um, you know, I, I think the Magic have established that they're 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 not necessarily playing to win games. The players are playing to win games, but. The rotations are not built to win games. Um, if you're playing fantasy, don't take the magic. Take those, you know, maybe take some of those unders on uh, on on your uh, prize picks uh, pools if, if if that's the case. Because the magic are they're they're starting to pack it in and think about uh, beyond this season. Um, Wendell Carter is out on Wednesday or, or listed as out on Wednesday with that sprained right wrist. Um, at this point, I would advise the Magic, you know, just don't play around with it. Just shut him down for the season. We've seen what we need to see from him. Yes, he will help the team win games because he's a really good basketball player, um, but a healthy offseason is more important for him than these, you know, again, meaningless games, at least for, for the standings. Um, it, it, you know, again, as much as not, it would be nice to get him late game reps, but, um, you know, again, I think we've seen what we need to see from Wendell Carter. I'm not against shutting him down. I, I suspect Jalen Suggs has done for the year, too. Um, so Orlando's gonna be going in without one of their most important players, a guy that really sets the tone for them on both ends of the floor. And so that just throws this game up in the air. Um, you know, Cole Anthony could have a big game uh like he had against Detroit a few uh last year um and, and win this game because Washington is kind of in, in the same spot. Um, you know, they're trying to integrate Christoph Porzingis a little bit into their lineup. Um, but you know, I think he's still on limited minutes. Uh Bradley Beal's out. Um, you know, again, this is just this is a team that is also missing a ton of guys, and it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen. Um, this is one of the few games a match play against teams that are not in the playoff race right now, um, and it could get pretty ugly and pretty difficult to watch. You know, since the All Star break, the Wizards are uh, the Wizards are five and twelve with a one eighteen point one defensive rating, the fifth worst in the league. And a 112.5 offensive rating, so they will put up some points. They can still score. Um, you know, they have Porzingis, which is something the Magic do not have. So we'll get a Mobamba versus Kristaps Porzingis matchup, perhaps, or perhaps Juma Okiki versus Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps will just be happy that he doesn't have to see Jonathan Isaac. Um, it's it again. It's 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 hard to say much about what to expect from this game. The Wizards are still a capable offensive team. They're still capable of hitting a lot of shots. Uh, and without Wendell Carter in the game the magic's defense is going to suffer is going to take a little bit of a hit but um again, uh, you know I'll put my prediction in the magic wands on lock on orlandomagicdaily.com but I, I don't know what to expect from this game. I don't know uh, what to what to get out of it um and you know again, my only hope is if the magic have a chance to win at the end, they take the opportunity to give guys those late game reps um you know to give Franz Wagner the ball and say, hey, go out and win us the game. Um, you know, I think the Magic have been loath to kind of do that, but it, it would be beneficial to see that experiment, to see that, see what happens, like it, uh, like he did on Saturday, give him the opportunity to redeem himself uh, from missing some big shots on on Saturday. To me, that's pretty important. But you know, it, it, it's not going to be pretty. Would not surprise me if that bench crew plays the entire fourth quarter again. Maybe the Magic don't do that just to throw people off the scent a little bit, um, since that's all we've talked about for the last two days now. Um, but I'm going to watch the game. You Know I'll have the recap here after afterward, but you know, I I, I don't blame you if you're watching the US, US Costa Rica game. Um, I'll be rushing over to watch that um after the magic game is complete because you know I want to see us go to the world cup. Um, but that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic, subscribe to the Podcast and Apple Podcasts. you your tune in, Himla, like Google Play, like Spotify, Odyssey, and all the place on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This across Michael Schilder next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar.
1: How did you do it? When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. A hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music.